In some ways, the election of 2020 seems like years ago. I was so relieved after Biden won. A lot of us were. Even when the insurrection happened on January 6th, I felt some relief, as Trump's flaws became so obvious. Surely no one would follow him now. It was just a matter of time before the powers that be rebuilt the Republican Party that I had always known. It appeared to some of us that there was in the United States, for the first time, the beginning hints of the Antichrist, predicted in the Bible, an occurrence by and large expected by the evangelical community. I have not seen any preachers suggest Trump could be the Antichrist. But I had suspicions after living through 2020. I have heard others suggest it as well. At any rate, as of January 20th he was gone, or so I thought. What I have to tell you in my blog articles will be events of historical significance by the time you read them. You can see the date of publication for this article, so you know where I am at. You can see that it was only a couple days ago that Liz Cheney was voted out of her position in the Republican Party. And you probably will not be surprised when I tell you that we are in that precarious place of having the coronavirus decrease in numbers, at least in America, so that we can see the vaccines are working, but we are not to the place yet of permanently removing all masks. It was recently declared by the CDC that any persons who are fully vaccinated are no longer required to wear masks, unless a particular restaurant or store requires it. How one will know who is and is not vaccinated is uncertain. I personally will not get my second dose of Moderna until May 25th, which is in one and a half weeks. I have been told to be prepared, that the second shot can make you sick. Also of significance is the recent incidence of a large pipeline being hacked, whereby the criminals, apparently attached to Russia somehow, demanded $5 million for ransom. It was paid and the gas lines were restored. But there is a notable fear in the air from this, as the great possibility of other malfeasance on the part of another country looms, along with all the yet unanswered questions pertaining to the coronavirus. This brings me to the issue I would like to talk to you about today. After some careful soul-searching, I had concluded that being a shared driver was the best vocation for me. I can give you several reasons I feel I am cut out for this, and why it is exactly what I need to do to be fulfilled as a person, and for my mental health. I thank God that there even is such a vocation. But having several degrees, it has always seemed like a decision I needed to be apologetic about as it seems to be a token of my just settling or not reaching for something higher, which I might be able to achieve, if I tried hard enough. I have never completely been able to shake a recent incident at church where an older, more successful lady sat me down and carefully explained to me that I was capable of being much more than an Uber driver. Deep down I guess I knew this was true. I tried to tell her I also share the gospel. I suppose that having a YouTube channel which highlighted my conversations with my riders was partially an attempt to be more than just an Uber driver, also. But this criticism has always stayed in the back of my mind, seeming to accuse me of living a life which was unacceptable on some level. Right now, as we are nearing the end of the pandemic, there is a criticism coming from the far right that some are staying home and collecting unemployment when they should be working. Perhaps they are not trying to criticize us, but just the Democratic government, namely Joe Biden. They accuse him of giving out too much money. Because of unemployment and the stimulus money, they accuse, stores and restaurants which have just opened are having a hard time finding people to hire. What they fail to acknowledge is that we just recently started in this new direction of recovery, after being under the weight of the pandemic for a year and four months. It is possible that there are those who do not want to work. But I think this accusation that makes some of us feel like freeloaders is totally unfounded. Sometimes it seems that the right wing will criticize the government over anything it can come up with. And this is as hard to deal with as anything else right now. Why not give people the benefit of the doubt? Workers don't want to catch the virus, have been directed for over a year to stay home as much as possible to avoid it, and are just now in the process of getting vaccinated.
Maybe we are just being smart. After all, most of us know many who have had this vicious thing, and even died from it. Under the scrutiny of a new mean spirit in our land, I have been in a place of depression and anxiety the past few days. This is a place that I have to work my way out of, or else frankly, I am in danger of drinking. Partaking of alcohol is something I have simply decided is not best for me. And so, it is up to me to find my way out of this state of anxiety alone. Mind you, it is because of my anxiety after having worked in harassing work situations that I cannot work for a boss, and this is one of my reasons for working as a share driver. The pandemic may have increased my anxiety and also that of others now contemplating returning to the workforce. Yesterday I saw a video where a couple of men, claiming to hold a Christian perspective, stood outside a restaurant in Michigan and chided the government for the fact that this restaurant had to shut down due to not being able to get enough people to work there. They, the two men videotaping, zeroed in on a sign which said the restaurant was hiring, and giving out free college as an incentive. They did not realize that college is a common incentive offered by restaurants to encourage new hires, not unlike a sign-on bonus. They quoted the scripture if a man does not work neither shall he eat. They seemed to feel it was their job to collect evidence against the government, as though using their energy in this way could bring them some kind of relief from whatever personal or collective stress they were in. It took me a while to realize that this was where my anxiety was coming from yesterday. These men were in what I call deficit orientation, which is that state of mind where things are just bad. Abundance orientation, to the contrary, is that sense that you have more than enough, that life is a gift, and that good things are free from God, simply because of His love for you. This is my usual state of mind. Today, at the beginning of the day, I still felt stressed out. I could not shake that sense that there was something I needed to do. I just got a gym membership, so I supposed I needed to go work out. I reminded myself it was Saturday and probably a busy day. Since the corn virus is still out there, I should wait till a slower time on Monday. It was a nice day, I thought, I should be driving for Uber. I looked at a calendar, and showed myself when I would be getting my second dose of the vaccine. I calmly coached myself that I had gone this long on unemployment, a couple more weeks won't make a difference. I made decisions for myself that were rational. I realized that we are all still in somewhat of a survival mode. I needed to take care of myself, and continue to make sure I don't get the coronavirus, whereby I could still get very sick, as people are indeed still dying. I have written a great deal to you about what I identify as the other, or the Trumpian side. To be clear, this is the side that criticizes Biden for giving us financial support. This is the side that criticizes the vaccines, and instead sees no way out but only a future of doom. And this is the side that does not think Donald Trump was responsible for what happened at the Capitol on January 6th. There is some variation. And I believe some are softening their stance with the vaccines. But basically this is the perspective commonly held by the far right. Apparently I was trapped in it for a moment. I recently experienced extreme guilt over not doing things someone else's way. I felt like my way was wrong, and with this lingering sense of accusation in the air I felt something painful and seemingly inescapable. I was reminded during a Greg Laurie sermon today that devil means accuser. And Satan is the accuser of the brethren, Revelation 12:10. This place of blame, meanness, and the judgment that people should only adhere to a certain set of rules, is not from God. I have made a very careful and calculated decision for myself regarding work, which I am more than capable of doing, from my own place of strength. The right to make decisions for myself is a God-given privilege which no one can take away from me. I have carefully considered all factors, and I do not need to feel guilty about being on unemployment for the time being. This help from the government is not due to people being lazy and not wanting to work. It is because a vicious virus took over our land, which none of us is to blame for. In reality, 
the former administration did a suspiciously horrible job of getting it under control, as I stated previously, even seeming to spread it on purpose, and I, like the rest of the world, am simply doing the best I can, as a result. What's more my anxiety, I can even say my disability, is not something I should feel ashamed of. I cannot handle a boss who is harassing toward me. And perhaps I can't even handle the pressure of having requirements on me which are normal requirements, such as keeping appointments. It is quite likely that I am not the only one shut inside and relying on unemployment who is feeling a great deal of anxiety right now. The reality is that not doing some form of work, for me at least, increases this sense of anxiety as well, and likely there are not many who really want to just stay at home with their anxiety. There is no question that the anxiety is impacted by noise from people who blame us for just staying at home and collecting free money like we have nothing better to do. In need of a mindset where I am free from the bondage of others' careless and thoughtless opinions on me, I find freedom in the hands of a caring and gracious Savior. He has given me the right to make my own choices. He is there to catch me if I am not perfect and do not make the perfect choices. He is not standing over me condemning me if I make mistakes, and furthermore I am free to make mistakes. This party, these people whose rally cry is freedom, in reality express a form of bondage which I have long surpassed in my own spiritual growth and maturity. But I do not judge them for this. It is they who are to be pitied. I can merely shut them off and refuse to listen. And I should. But they are stuck with the torment of their own perspective, a mindset which seems to declare there is only one way of doing things. There is a right way which must be adhered to, or else there is a ruthless judgment to any who will accept this weight. Believing instead in a God of true freedom, I believe, the vaccines may be the answer to our prayers, there is an abundance of financial resources to not only take care of Americans, but also get vaccines out to other countries and, there is a God who is gracious toward those who are not perfect and who does not expect a perfection which none of us could ever attain to. Realizing our great need and lack of resources for ourselves, He sent His Son to not only give eternal salvation, but the things which we need daily, Matthew 6:11, as well as forgiveness for the times when we don't get it right. This is what I put my faith in as I patiently and wisely wait for the post-pandemic world to fully open up.